Rebel Love Podcast, where each week I'll bring you a new episode exploring love, sex, relationships, and money. Join me as together we question, explore, and strive to understand. Welcome. Today I am interviewing a very good friend of mine, one of my closest friends, in fact, Miss Brittany Long. Brittany is a wife, a dog mama, and soon to be a baby mama too. She lives in Ocala, Florida on a quiet street amongst the cows and neighboring donkey, which we will get to later. <laughs> she works online full-time as a freelance marketer specializing in funnel building. I wanted to bring her on here today to talk a little bit about how she's able to maintain a wonderful and exciting marriage and make money from home. Welcome, Brittany. Thanks for being on the Rebel Love Podcast. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you. And in fact, this is the first ever episode of the Rebel Love Podcast. Yeah. So that's super exciting. So before we jump into the details, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what it's like to be you and how you got to be where you are today? And also about the donkey. About the donkey? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So let's start with the donkey. His name is (laughs) Nelson. And uh, he, you hear him, you know, when it's almost time to eat, you'll hear him down the street because he hee-haws and he hee-haws like you would see in like a cartoon or something like that. And it's so loud and it's adorable, but he gets really excited in time that he knows that it's food time when he sees the cart coming, he gets really excited. So <laughs> that's about Willie Nelson. For me, I am a former middle school science teacher. I went into teaching because I, I had worked at my alma mater. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I just knew I didn't like how it was being treated and I had to find a way out. But at the time, I just felt like there's nothing else I can do. Nobody will want to hire me for anything else. I don't have any practical experience. And I really felt super, super stuck. I just knew I couldn't continue doing what I was doing. And that's actually a pretty common theme for me (laughs) is whenever I'm about to hit that growth wall and move to something else, I start to feel that that restlessness of, I don't know what I'm going to do next, but I know what I'm doing right now isn't working. And um, it's been like, you know, those catalyst moments for me. So that's kind of how my whole journey started. And so I left my alma mater. I went into teaching and I did that because my dad was a teacher for 37 years and I love helping people. And so I was like, it just makes sense, I guess. So I went into teaching and then two years in, I had a cancer scare that completely rocked my world. I thought there's, this isn't what I want to do either. And I really thought I was going to die that year. And so I went from being like, I'm teaching and it's okay. And I'm working all these hours and like, spend all day and all night teaching. Like I'd I'd wake up early and work on stuff. I would teach throughout the day. And then I'd come home and work on more teaching stuff until like nine or 10 at night. And I thought this is just normal. I guess this is just what you do. And, but when I got that cancer scare, I was like, this isn't what I want to do. This isn't how I want to spend my life. And, and I want to travel and I want to spend time with my family and I want to have a family. And um, so it just really shifted everything for me. And so I started looking at my other options and I felt that same pain, that same feeling of what else am I going to do? And this time I thought, well, I'm a teacher. I don't have any skills outside of teaching. And now, of course, I know <laughs> there are so many skills that I have because of teaching that I could use in anything else. But at the time, I just remember feeling really stuck and really unsure. And so, yeah, that, that's kind of how all that started. And it's brought me to where I am today with marketing. So, yeah, that's in a nutshell. <laughs> that's my story. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, I'm I, as someone who knows you personally, I definitely know that there are things that act as catalysts for you. And in fact, the, the key to Brittany is if you want her to get, you want to get her to do something, just tell her she can't do it. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she will, that will fuel the fire and you will just start a hurricane of flames and she will, she will snap right into action. So <laughs> I feel like that's a really great quality. Where do you think that quality comes from? I'm kind of digressing here on my question, but I, I think this is a really powerful question. So. I think uh, I've always been pretty independent and I, I just don't like being told what to do, which I know is, is really silly. Like I, I know there's somebody listening that has that rebellious feeling in them. I, I wouldn't ne- normally classify myself as somebody that's rebellious, but I like having freedom. I don't like to be put in a box or put in a cage. And if I feel like anything that I'm doing, if I feel like I'm, I'm being corralled in, I guess, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of resistance in, in me to that. And it, in a lot of ways, it's a really good thing because <laughs> it, it does fuel me, like you said, but I really have to watch it because sometimes there'll be that resistance and it's good to lean into resistance and it's good to kind of figure out why it's there and if it's going to be something that's going to move you forward or keep you stuck. But I think that's a lot of it for me is I was a, a first child, oldest child. And when my brother came along, I was five years old. And I remember just being like, okay, you know, this is, I mean, you know, as a five-year-old, I don't think you're like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to take life on, on my own now. But you know, with a new baby and stuff like that. And we lived in a really rural area. Like there's literally 150 people in our town. And I remember just, and we didn't, I mean, I didn't have a lot of friends there because there weren't a lot of people there. And so I had to get really creative with my time. I had to get really creative with my imagination. And so I think that was a lot of, I think that's a big part of it is just, I really enjoyed having that freedom (laughs) and getting to play and, and explore and be curious. And I think that's where a lot of it comes from for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love that you mentioned curiosity. I think that's a that's certainly a driver for me as well. Like just being, just keeping asking questions. Mm-hmm. And uh, and in fact, that's one of the really big driving forces with uh, Rebel Love as well. So um, let's move forward a little bit, and I want to get on to. So I know that you work at home with your husband Zach now, but how long have you guys been married for? And how long have you been working together for? We've been married uh, almost a decade. It'll be ten years in December. And before that, we were dating and engaged for three years. So we've been together for a long time. And I mean, for how, how young we are, um, because we just turned, how old am I? 32, I think. <laughs> so we're, <laughs> you know, we got married quite young comparatively. And so, and then we've been working together for, this will be a year in June that we've been both working at home um, because I left teaching two years ago in June and he left teaching one year ago in June. Wow. I can't believe it's gone that fast. I, I remember the day he left and uh, it's just zoomed by far out. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. I remember when, uh, you know, when you were telling me that Zach was going to quit and you were like super excited about it, but there was also some, some real nerves around that as well. Obviously we're going to get into the good stuff first. What's the best part about working with Zach or having a husband with you all day? I mean, I really like him. So <laughs> that's, that's, that's nice having him all day. <laughs> And I mean, I remember when I was working in my alma mater and I was around this particular person that I was like, I do not like working with this person. And they, they just how they treated me, I really didn't like it. And I remember thinking, I married Zach so that I could be with him for the rest of my life. And I'm not even seeing him very much because I'm always at this job around this person that I don't like, <laughs> that, that is really like grinding my gears and asking me to, to do all these tasks that I'm like, this isn't my job. And um I remember that was kind of the moment where I was like, it'd be really cool to work with my spouse. Like I, I married him because I want to spend time with him. And so that was kind of what put those put that in motion a long time ago now, but I didn't think it was possible then. Now I obviously know what it is. 
but that's probably my favorite thing is just having him here with me. And then I think the other favorite thing is seeing him in a whole different light. Um, I mean, 10 years in, I, I feel like I know him really well. Uh, well, 13, you know, with dating and stuff. I feel like I know him really well. But this has brought a whole new layer of him that I didn't I didn't know existed or I hadn't really seen that side of because we had never worked together before. So it's been really cool just kind of exploring who we both are together in a work sense and also separately in a work sense. So it's really been interesting and exciting to kind of figure that out. Mm-hmm. I know. I love one of the things I love about you, Brittany, is that you're really you're really kind of quick to point out the positive things you see in other people. And that obviously includes your husband. And it's it's really, really nice to hear. Brittany will come to me and say, oh, you know, I'm loving this thing that Zach's doing, or I'm loving that like Zach's the yin to my yang, because <laughs> you often say like, if I was the boss, we'd be homeless, <laughs> which I don't think it's true, by the way. But, it's um, a little true. Because <laughs> like, for those, you know, that don't know me that are listening, I'm a lot more um, like I, I'll take, I take action really fast usually, which is great. Uh, but I don't always think through things, which is not so great. <laughs> and so um, Zach's really good at thinking through things and at weighing all the options and at looking at things really logically. And I, I definitely look at things more from like a emotional, subjective, let's just do this, this sort of standpoint. So yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I remember you um, mentioning not long ago, the layers, like you said, um, I mean, you just mentioned it briefly then, but the layers of all the different changes that have come. Like, for example, when, first of all, you were, you were both working as teachers, Zach was working as a teacher as well. And then you left first and you started working from home. Mm-hmm. And then he left and then he started working from home together. And then all of these other things, like, and now you're saying that you're just about to have a baby as well. So you're going to go through that together as well. So what's been some of the things that have surprised you that you, you kind of weren't expecting? We think so much, uh, how we think is so different from how the other person thinks. And I think I kind of knew that, like I had an inkling of it, but oh my gosh, you don't know how differently you think from someone else until you're working with them on a project. And um, it's been really interesting. We've had a lot of talks about that where like, I'll, I'll do something one way. And he's like, why would you do it that way? And I'm like, why wouldn't you? Like, and in my brain, like I would have never even considered this other option. And so like, he'll tell me how he would do it. And I'm like, I would have never thought about that. And so it's really interesting getting to see or getting to shape our systems and our processes around how we both think versus just how I think. Because honestly, in a lot of ways, how I think isn't as effective as how he thinks. He He's really great, like I said, with logic, with systems, with like point A to point B to point Z. Whereas I try to jump from like point A to point like Z right away. <laughs> and so he's really good at like setting up those systems. And so when it was just me running the company, it was a lot more helter-skelter. It was a lot more, I don't know if chaotic would be the right word, but maybe <laughs> because I was just like, boom, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it without ever like finishing stuff without, you know. And so with him, it's it's a lot more systematic. And and so just how we think is really different. Um, and it's really good. It, it really does mesh well, but it took some time to get used to and some time to really like chisel away at things. So that was probably the most surprising thing is, is just how different we think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. especially in a work situation because <laughs> we're, we're pretty yeah. on, on bar with each other when it comes to like life stuff and whatnot but as far as work goes and efficiency goes we think very differently mm-hmm. is it difficult for you to kind of switch off work mode and switch into like married mode after the day's finished or is that just a, like a constant thing or is there any kind of distinction there or anything like that there's not really any distinction there it's mostly it just feels like life, I guess, at this point. 
it, it just really does feel like life at this point. And it feels like that's just kind of how things flow and how things go. I will say that I've noticed there's times where I need to take a break. Uh, I, so it's pretty typical for me to work throughout the day. And so I've noticed there's these times where I need to take a break. And he'll be like, all right, let's talk about this. And I'm like, I just need like 30 minutes of not thinking about work. And so that's something that has been an adjustment for me because I'm used to talking about work with somebody, like whether it's, you know, whatever team it's on or whether it's with my team all day, every day. And so to, to have to be like, okay, no, I need to switch off for a few minutes has been an adjustment for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's really cool that you kind of realized that. And then how did you communicate that to Zach? You just told him like you just mentioned then. Yeah. I usually am just like, Hey, I just, you know, let me think about this. And then um, I want to talk about it more, but I need to think about it a little bit at first. And every once in a while, when I'm really tired, I'll just be like, (laughs) and like collapse on myself, (laughs) like super dramatically, which is not the right answer. So if you're listening and you're thinking, I'll do that too. Don't do that. (laughs) It's not a good idea. (laughs) But um, every once in a while, if I'm really tired or if uh, I don't know, if I'm just being dramatic, I guess (laughs) sometimes I'll do that. But usually (laughs) I'm like, yeah, let's, I really want to talk about this, but I need a few minutes to think about it. So. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And moving on to the next question, what's been the most challenging part? I don't think I've, I've kind of alluded to to that, but I haven't actually asked what's been the most challenging part of working with Zach. Let's see. I don't know if it's actually the work, I guess, I guess just adjusting to our different work styles and our different personalities as far as work goes. Um, Because like I said, I know my husband but now I'm learning my husband, who's also my coworker. And so I think that's probably the biggest thing. And then the other thing that's been most challenging is not really so much with Zach. It's just in general, it's doing my freelancing work and then working on our business also is it's a lot of times it's really exhausting. If I'm being honest um, to go all day working for somebody else or work with somebody else, and then to spend the rest of the day or afternoon or whatever on my stuff as well, or our stuff rather, not my stuff, our stuff is is quite tiring and it's, it's not mm-hmm. sustainable to, to push as hard as I am. But as we're having the baby soon, I've really been pushing to, to get everything done. I need to get done and really set us up for success, which is great. But I think that's probably been the most difficult thing is just figuring out that balance of, I want to keep going so that I get this done because I know it's setting us up for success and like wanting to sleep. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. I mean, you're pregnant as well. So there's yeah. kind of another, <laughs> Spanner in the works. That's what we say in Australia. I don't know what the American uh-huh. equivalent is. <laughs> you say wrench, wrench, yeah, wrench or something. Yeah. <laughs> spanner. I like that. <laughs> I don't even know if you guys know what a spanner is, do you? Nope. <laughs> <Quite>. <laughs> you can Google it if you don't know what a spanner is. <laughs> I'm not going to try and explain it. <laughs> um, so. Many couples recently have been working together at home due to global pandemic that we're all living through right now. But you chose to live and um, obviously to live with because it's your husband. You chose to work with your husband before all this mm-hmm. happened in a business that you created. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us a little bit more about like what exactly it is that you both do and how you decided to start your work at home business like together? Mm-hmm. So let's see. We... We do a few different things. We um, help teachers that want to transition out of teaching because we know that we've lived that and we know how much better it is on the other side. Um, But then we also have a course called Learn to Build Funnels and we teach people how to build funnels and they can do it as a freelancer or they can do it for their own small to medium business. And Zach is really the one that kind of pushed me with 
creating the course um, because I had thought about it for a while and I had put it off and put it off and put it off. It's one of those things where I, I think I was scared about it, you know, like all of those fears of what if I'm not good enough? What if this, what if that all came bubbling up? And so I just kept pushing it to the side because it's more comfortable to work on the teacher stuff than to work on the funnel stuff, even though I knew that was the, <laughs> that was what I needed to be doing. And so he really pushed me into that. <clears throat> Zach's really good at challenging me, which is good because I need that. And it's like I said, that rebellious part when, when somebody's like, well, you know, maybe you just can't do it. <laughs> he, knows, he knows how to move me forward. And so I remember he says something like that. He's like, well, Brittany, you know, maybe it's just not something you can do. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and so now months later, it's done. Where I don't remember where I was going with that. I'm sorry. Uh, so anyway. You're talking about what you're both doing in your yeah. business. Uh, so for me, what I do, I'm I'm more of the face of everything. And because I'm the funnel builder in our company. And so I'm the face of everything. I make the tutorials, the videos. I show people how to do it. I give feedback. Those are the things that I do. He's We're shifting some responsibilities right now. So he's uh, answering emails now, which is super helpful for me. I, I love answering them, but it takes me so long because like each email, I'm like, let me write nine paragraphs back. <laughs> and then, anyway, so um, it's really, really helpful having him do that. He helps a lot with the systems and with quality control. That's something he's super, super good at because of his past work experiences and just who he is. He's really good at that. And then he's also going to be creating a course in the future on helping course creators really be more like teachers and more effective like teachers. And so anyway, so he has helped our course go from kind of like it, it was good before, but it's going, it's really great now because of all of his ideas and his suggestions and that quality control and him being like, Hey, this doesn't make sense here. Or, Hey, how you're explaining this or how you're doing this doesn't like, that's not going to work long-term. So what can we do instead? And so it's been super helpful for me because I feel like it's taken our course, which like I said, was really great before up to this whole new level. And it's so cool to see people starting to get results. And I don't think there would have been that same level there if he wasn't in the company also. Um, because if it was just me, I'm like, oh, let's talk about funnels because I love it. <laughs> and I could go all day on it and it could get really technical. But having somebody next to me being like, what are you saying? <laughs> like this doesn't make sense. Explain it to me like I'm five, and um, and you know really asking those questions and asking for clarification and saying you need more screenshots here and stuff like that has been super super useful. And so we we both have been kind of using our own skills and talents and and unique perspectives to make this a really really incredible course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just have to uh, I, I, two questions. We're going to get to the. the this one in a second, what is a funnel? <laughs> but the, the the one that I want to ask you now is um, I noticed that you and Zach use really, um, I don't know how else to explain it, but nonviolent communication. You always come from a very inquisitive kind of viewpoint where you're always tr- you're striving to understand each other. Mm-hmm. So how do you think you arrived at that point? Was that something that you always had or is that something you had to work on? Or Yeah, definitely something we had to work on. I remember one specific time when we were dating where uh, we used to be really sarcastic with each other and tease each other. And we tease each other now, but not in a sarcastic way and like a really just poking fun in each other way, but not like in a mean way. <laughs> but anyway, we used to be really sarcastic with each other. And I remember one time um, we were doing that and Zach was like, you know what? I don't really think we should talk to each other this way anymore. And he was like, I think we have a great relationship now, but imagine how much better it could be if it wasn't hidden behind the sarcasm. And I thought that was really interesting. And it was a little scary to me at first because when we were dating, I was like, there's no sarcasm. What is there? <laughs> because we talked really sarcastically to each other a lot. And it was, you know, it was fun and funny and stuff. 
I'm so glad that he suggested that because I think it really has laid a foundation for us to have that that calm communication. Whereas, you know, if you're in an argument or something, somebody's being sarcastic, it's hard not to take that personally, or it's hard not to um, be like, oh, you just hate me. <laughs> I mean, subconsciously. And so to not have that layer there that you have to peel back anytime you have a disagreement is super, super helpful. And so that's something that we did at the beginning that I'm really glad about. We also assume the best in each other. And so, I mean, we have experience being like, this person wants what's best for me. This person cares about me. And so anytime for me, anytime I start to feel those things bubble up of, well, he just doesn't care about me. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> like, where's that coming from? Cause you know, that's not true. And so I think for, for both of us too, it's looking inward and taking a moment to kind of um, self-evaluate and be like, all right, this is the truth. I know that this person cares about me and loves me and wants what's best. And this is how I feel right now. So what, what happened that led me to feeling this way? And what do I need to unpack? Like, what are my fears? What are, what's going on within me to make that right? Because I've noticed, at least for me, it's really never like him doing something to make me feel a certain way. It's me feeling a certain way because I feel insecure or because I feel, you know, and so um, it's really examining where those insecurities are and what's causing them to bubble up and then talking about it. And it's uncomfortable a lot of times <laughs> to talk about those things, especially at first when you're not used to it, but it's really, really good. And it's, it's laid a great foundation for us. And so it's very rare now that we, we get an argument or disagreement, but the great thing is, even if we do, I know that there's no, like, I don't feel like he's ever going to leave me or anything like that. I know that it's a safe place to, to figure it out together. And for us too, something else that we did is when we got married, we decided like, this is it. <laughs> there is no other option. Like divorce is just not an option for us. And so it's like, a, all right, if something's wrong, you can either figure it out or be miserable the rest of, the, of your life. Like that's, those are the only options. And so it's an easy, it's an easy answer to figure it out. And um, for us, that's made it easier, I think, to work through stuff instead of brushing it under a rug. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Wow. So, and just to paint the picture for everyone, either watching or listening here, um, Brittany and Zach live out in the sticks. So in Australia, that means <laughs> out like where there's not a lot of people. So there's no, there's no like direct neighbors next to Brittany's house. There's like a bunch of space and paddocks. And like I said, the donkeys and the cows, um, <laughs> So, and, and she works at home with her husband. So, you know, you guys spend a lot of time together. So um, I think that a lot of people would be like, whoa, hold up. <laughs> I don't know if this is for me, <laughs> but you guys have just managed to make it work. And, and more than that, you've managed to really create this beautiful bubble of love because, I, and I've seen it and I've been in your, your bubble of love house and it's really amazing. It's really, really nice. And I'm really excited for you to welcome your daughter very shortly into that. We're excited too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bet, I bet. So we're going to, um, we're jumping around a little bit here. I, I guess in this episode, we are talking about money and, and love. But what is a funnel? Can you tell everyone what a funnel is? Because you were just talking about a funnel course and everyone's like, huh, like a kitchen funnel? Right, yeah, <laughs> that's what everybody thinks. So basically a funnel is, is it's almost like a website that you go to but instead of on normal websites, you have all these things you can click on, all these things you can look at, but a funnel just has one purpose. And the purpose is either for you to opt into something or for you to buy something almost always. And so if you've ever been on a, on a website that's like, enter your name and email address for a free X, Y, and Z, that's a funnel. You've been in a funnel. And chances are you've seen a lot of them. You've signed up for a lot of them. You just didn't know that's what it was called. 
And so um, a funnel, like I said, it's, it's like a website, but the main purpose is to do one thing only. And so it's not distracting. You don't have, you know, blog post here or an ad here or anything like that. It's just, do you want to sign up for this thing? <laughs> yes or no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it kind of, it kind of leads you down the yellow brick road and asks you a question and then you open the door if you say yes, and then you go to the next thing and it gets you to do the next thing and, and so okay. on. Yeah. I love that. And also just to communicate to everyone listening, that is definitely an art guys. There's definitely really good funnel builders and not so good funnel builders and, um, and good funnel builders can earn a lot of money because they, in the marketing world, it's called conversions, but basically they get a lot of people to sign up for either their product or their freebie or whatever it is that they're, mm-hmm. they're looking to share. And as a, as a funnel builder that's been doing it for a while now, it's great because I get to choose who I work with. And so for me, one of the qualifications is that I'm working with somebody that I believe in and somebody that I feel like is making a difference. And so if I don't, if that doesn't match, if somebody's just like out to make money or something like that, which making money is great. Absolutely. But if it's just for that purpose, then it's usually not a good fit. And so it's really great because at this point I get to choose exactly who I want to work with and what projects I want to work on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I'm the same. I, I'm actually also in the marketing space and I couldn't work for something like that I didn't believe in. It just feels yeah. so icky, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So back to the marriage and the working together and 24-7, how important is it for you and Zach to both have personal space and kind of me time? And what do you do to make sure that you both have that? So we have in our house, we have a pocket sliding doors. That's a really old house, which is something we both wanted. We both like, and I mean, you could do this with like a normal door also, but there's something symbolic for me about <laughs> pulling these two doors together. And so he'll, you know, play games or play video games or something with his friends and I'll be doing something else on the other side. And we're still in the same house. It's just, we have that physical difference, I guess, in that personal space. And for me, I think personal space, I mean, p- personal space is important for both of us. I think it's less important for me, generally speaking. Typically, I know when I need it is when I start to feel restless or start to feel like cooped up a little bit. I know that I need it. And so I can go for a walk. And that's really about all I need. Um, and sometimes I go for a walk anyway, <laughs> when I don't need personal space. But if I need to take a walk, I'll take a walk. But that's what I do. And then for Zach, I think he probably needs it more than I do, because he's a lot more introverted than I am. And being around somebody 24-7 is like a lot. <laughs> and so um, he'll you know, play games with his friends or something. And I think one thing that is really helpful for us is that we both respect what the other one's doing. So how personal time and personal space looks like for each of us is very different, but I think we both know it and recognize it and respect it so that the other person can do what they need to do mm-hmm. and, awesome. and feel like it's okay. Yeah. I know a lot of, um, a lot of couples or people who work from home, they will use like certain prompts like headphones. Like if I'm wearing headphones, you know, don't disrupt me, but that wouldn't work for me because I wear headphones all the time, <laughs> all day. <laughs> all day. Yeah. I, I do say, uh, so usually this is, we have a downstairs office and then this is our guest bedroom, but I use it as my office a lot too for when I'm recording stuff. And so typically if I'm up here and the door's closed, that means, hey, I'm working on something. And so typically if he needs to get a hold of me, I'll hear him outside the door because there's a, a like a panel um, on the wood floor that creaks when you step there. And so I'll know, I'll know that he's out there. And so if I'm recording something that I can stop on, I'll just pause it and then I'll be like, hey, what's up? And then he'll come in. But um, he, we're both really respectful of you know, each other's space and each other's time with that. So I think that helps a lot too. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I think you've got, you've worked out a really good system. Obviously it's working for you. So, <laughs> and here's one that's more in relation to 
your work, how do you balance work and family time? Because I know you mentioned before that you are working on somebody else's business as a freelancer or maybe multiple businesses that aren't yours and then your own as well. And then you're married as well (laughs) and you're about to have a baby and you also have dogs and there's like a lot of layers there. So how do you, how do you maintain that work-life balance? Uh, So this is not my strength. This is not my strong suit. Zach is much better at this than I am, which is really helpful for me. Um, Zach, Zach, one thing that I really admire about him is that he takes breaks and that he doesn't work all day, every day. Um, That's something that I'm like, I really need (laughs) need to be more like him in that. And so seeing him do that and seeing how much more balanced he is and how much less stressed out he gets, I'm like, I need to do that. And so that's something that I've been working on. One thing that we do is we'll plan ahead. So like if we're going to go out and do something together, we'll plan for it. And it used to be, especially at first, where I'd be like, oh, I just need 10 more minutes. And then 10 minutes would turn into like an hour. And then he was like, okay, this isn't cool. You're not respecting my time because we said we'd do it at this time. And so it, it felt like I was putting him behind behind all this work <clears throat> when really I was just like in the groove and I was finishing something up. And so it's something really good for us to talk about and to figure out, but seeing it from that perspective. And I think that's how I would feel too, if, if he did the same thing to me. Um, and so seeing if that from that perspective helped me kind of shift something in myself to be like, all right, if I say that we're going to go at this time, I need to wrap it up before then out of respect for him. Um, but also out of respect for myself. Like I wouldn't be the kind of person that when I say I'm going to do something, I do something. And so we plan ahead. We make sure that we honor that time. I think those are probably the biggest things with that work-life balance. But like I said, that's something that I'm actively working on because it's not, <laughs> it's not something that I'm super great at. Um, I've also been setting more boundaries with my time. So like after a certain time, I don't answer my phone anymore or I don't you know, do one kind of work anymore or any kind of work anymore. Um, I've stopped working while we're watching TV together, watching a show together, just because like we're there to do it together and to be able to talk about it. And so... Um, those are some shifts that I've been making. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely get into the habit of, I think that's that seems to be the norm these days is everyone's got a, some sort of device in their hands while they're watching TV. It's like we're just surrounded by screens. Gosh, yeah. it's, it's intense. Imagine what like, imagine what like 2050 is going to be like. <laughs> we'll yeah. just be like in a room just full of TVs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, unless you're intentional about it, right? Unless you're intentional about like turning it off and that's difficult to do because then you have to face your feelings and things like that. And I think a lot of people don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Yeah. Wouldn't it be nice if you could have like some magic button that you pushed that um, like disable the internet? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I, I, I can, right? you could just turn the router off, but, but, <laughs> but that's like so scary turning the router off. <laughs> like, you know, you just get yeah, strange, right. To think about not being, not having access to that to the people around you and stuff. When really a lot of times, a lot of us have access to connection and communication and community right there, but where it's uncomfortable if we turn our devices off. And so instead of turning our devices off and getting uncomfortable and building those deep relationships, we're just like, uh, let me look at this funny TikTok video, you know? Yeah, that's so true. That's so, so, so true. I love that. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's all over the internet, but I've saw it on Instagram. The, um, everyone put their phones face down on the table if you go out to dinner and the first person who answers their phone or looks at their phone pays for the meal. So nobody <laughs> so nobody does it. I think that's a really great kind of rule, having those kind of rituals around dinner time yeah. and, you know, sacred time. Otherwise there really is no sacred time. Um, I know that we, um, we did touch on this a little bit at the start of the interview, 
But what would you say, what would you attribute to having a successful, such a successful relationship uh, and work at home business? I'm sure it's more than one thing, but if you had to kind of like sum it up, what would you, what would you attribute it, your success to? I think I'd say, I don't know if I would say communication or if I'd say assuming the best in each other. I think maybe they, I, I mean, they go hand in hand, but I think that'd be kind of a tie for me. I don't know if I could pick one over the other, but if you communicate, but you don't assume the best in the other then there's that that frustration, that resentment and stuff like that, even if you're communicating. And if you're assuming the best in each other, but you're not communicating, then like that, that whole thing can happen too. So I think they really go hand in hand, but I think those are the two things. <laughs> I can't pick one, but those are the two things I'd say is communicating and assuming the best in each other. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. And I know, I mean, I know you personally, so I know that you, um, you really treat everybody like that. And I really, really love that. I think that it makes you a pleasure to work with. And also a really great leader because it's really awesome to see people really living that, you know, and really giving people a chance. So, yeah, thanks for being so awesome. And um, <laughs> anytime, right back at you. <laughs> so I have uh, uh, one more question before we wrap up. What advice would you give to couples that might want to start a work from home business together, but they're afraid that it could damage their marriage? Um, I think if you don't set expectations ahead of time, it will damage your marriage because it's working together in this whole new environment. And there's a lot of, there's just a lot of baggage that you can bring in from other, other work experiences or from your own fears that can really hinder your relationship. So I'd say if you want to work together, get, you know, start communicating really well and and make sure you are assuming the best in each other. If you're not, it's going to be difficult. (laughs) And so I would say start working on that of assuming the best in each other and talking things out when things bother you instead of just hanging on to it or instead of lashing out. And then I've noticed even if somebody does lash out instead of instead of being like, oh man, they hate me or this is terrible or whatever, being like, okay, that's not like them. And that's part of the assuming the best in each other. Right. And that's something that I started doing and Zach does too, that's really been helpful. Of I remember there was one time where he kind of snapped at me and I was like, and part of me wanted to be like, okay, first of all, you know, and like go on a little rant. But then I sat for a second and I was like, okay, this is not like him at all. Like he, he's very kind. He's very loving. He does not snap at me. There must be something else going on here. And so I, I stuck back from it and I just kind of thought about it and waited and gave it some time. And then we talked about it and it was really beautiful because we were able to kind of come to a better understanding versus just having that immediate reaction of lashing back out. And he's done the same thing for me too, where I've snapped and then he's like, huh, okay, like maybe let's talk about this later. And then, you know, we'll come back to it. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm so sorry. You know, I, I, I don't know why I snapped at you. I was feeling this way and then it just kind of bubbled out of me. And so anyway, I think assuming the, assuming the best in each other, communicating, really digging into those issues that you're finding that, you know, when something's bothering you or something is concerning you or you're finding yourself really irritated by asking yourself, what's going on here? <laughs> like what's, what's really at the root of this? And then setting expectations and systems for each other of, um, when I feel frustrated, this is what we do, you know, or when I feel like I'm not being heard, this is what I do. Or when I feel like there's a better option for us, or we could be doing something differently or better. Uh, this is how we bring it up together. And I think setting those systems for each other and for the business is really helpful to, to kind of view those things objectively instead of having the emotion attached to it. If you can view them objectively, it's it's a lot easier to kind of work through what's actually going on instead of working through all these layers first and then getting to what's actually going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow, that's that's really good advice. From somebody who has lived it for <laughs> now, and when, when I say yeah. that, I mean both elements, the marriage and the, uh, and the working at home part. So 
obviously the marriage has been going on for longer than that, but <laughs> yeah, but it, it really is a, a whole new layer, a whole new, a whole new aspect of things. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time. I mean, um, obviously there's like a million other things we could talk mm-hmm. about, but I really wanted to talk to you specifically about, yeah, how you earn money at home and how you do it with your beautiful husband with you. So thank you for being here. I appreciate it. For everybody who would like to find out more about Brittany and her fabulous life and her fabulous funnel course, all the details will be in the show notes. You can go to rebellove.com slash Brittany. And if you like this podcast, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review. It helps us reach more people just like you. Thanks, Brittany. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Rebel Love Podcast, the podcast about love, sex, relationships, and money. If you like this episode, please support us by subscribing and leaving a review on your favorite podcast platform and find all the details of this episode and more at rebellove.com forward slash podcast.